0: Hey, there's no music. What's going on? Disclaimer! <laughs> it is disclaimer time. Today's movie is uh, the spoiler alert fantastic Space is a Place, but there's a little issue that we recorded this on May 24th. This is a film, a film by a black musician
1: uh, about race, <laughs> and we don't bring up
0: any of what is currently going on because when we recorded this, that wasn't going on. That was 24 hours in the future. Now, I I will say we don't say any, there's nothing here that we say that we um, regret, but at this point in time, the fact that we don't bring it up may be a bit of a sore thumb. Also, I think at some points,
1: maybe our tone will seem a bit flippant. Um, Please take that in the intended tone, which is just that as far as we're concerned, like. Racial inequality is not, like, a debate and a political issue. Of course it's bad that there's white supremacy (laughs) and racism. So we're not going to take these people seriously. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, of course the position of this show is that Black Lives Matter. Please do anything you can to protest. Pull down statues. Donate. Me and Matt live in rural Japan. There's very little we can do other than tell you about sci-fi
0: films. You're hearing two white dudes talking about Space as a Place on May 24th. Uh, reasonably progressively minded but uh, missing the cues that you're simply supposed to have now. <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: had we known? I mean, had we been like a week later, we just straight up wouldn't have done this film <laughs> at this point in time, I think.
0: But hey, it is a great film. You should watch it. So cue the music. You say engage. You mean engage. Engage it. Engage I'm, the I'm music. To cut down on the engage. Engage. It. Engage. Madden Luke's Sanctuary. Sanctuary.
1: Here is 3013, the galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future, to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman.
2: Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer
1: wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of fire.
0: This week, space is
1: You're on. Oh, it didn't make the tick, tick, tick. It's gone. I know. In the year 1974,
0: racism existed. But it's all gone now, I'm sure. Yeah, the whole world's gone. Sorry, did I just spoil the end of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does start with the song, it's after the end of the world. Don't you know that yet? <laughs> what movie is that? It's Space Is The Place. Yes, um, and I feel like we have to call it Sun Ra's Space Is The Place. I keep wanting to call
1: the film Sun Ra.
0: Yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. You can do that if you want, I'm, I'm fine with that. Who are you? I'm Luke. I'm Matt. And this is our sci-fi... Sanctuary! So we flipped it. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're completely new to this film, I believe. Yeah,
1: I had never heard of this until Matt said we should watch it for the podcast. And kind of mis it to me.
0: Well, how did I sell it to you? You sold it to me as just like a
1: weird, surreal, nonsense trip, right? It has that to it. But to the point that I wasn't expecting that to really be a film.
0: No, somewhere I was a philosopher, man. Oh, you mean, like, there's actually a story and there's things like that. There's a
1: story and a plot, and it makes sense, and it has something to say. Yeah. I was just expecting, like, musical intellect. Oh, basically, I thought it was to be the Star Wars Holiday Special.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. This is, uh, this does have some That's actual substance. Legit, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is what the uh, what the Star Wars Holiday Special should have been. It's what it wishes it was. With this music. Uh, for me, uh, I got into Sun Ra, I guess, in the late 90s. I got into university. I started working at the radio station, and the, the record store just had a big Sun Ra section, and the covers like, appealed to me. That's the kind of things that I like to see. I like, and I was getting into jazz. I, I had like, the standards, you know, Miles Davis's kind of Blur, Dave Rubeck's time, uh, Take Five, eh, they're fine. I, I never really listened to them too much, but Sun Ra actually got me like listening to jazz. So um, I have a pretty extensive Sun Ra collection. Um, he was no—he worked for, uh, for, I guess, 50 years. He was productive and recorded an album every other day. So, <laughs> if you do want to enter the strange world of Sun Ra, there's a whole lot to get into. Uh, this movie was one of those weird things you'd really have to dredge up on VHS in the 90s. So, you know, people that knew about this sort of thing would be go on the search for it. It was pretty hard to find. Um, and I don't think I saw it until it got a mi- mid-2000s DVD release. So, yeah. Um, but you'd, you'd heard of it and wanted to see it, and couldn't get hold of it? He was a Sun Ra fan.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, you found his albums, but did you know, like, this existed and stuff?
0: Yeah, one of his uh, best-known albums is Space Is A Place. Okay. Like, which is not the music from this movie, because oh. right behind that in the record rack was the official soundtrack to Space is a Place. was completely different music. <laughs> okay. But then that had artwork that had been drawn for the cover, whereas the Space and the Place album, that doesn't have to do with the movie, had a shot from the movie. So that, that's, what, that's what Sunrise discography and career is like. Like, it yeah. never makes sense at all. This movie doesn't make sense, but it's fascinating to sort of thumb around in.
1: Well, yeah, so. you hit me up with some of his tracks before we recorded, and you said, like, just, it's like every album is a different artist entirely. <laughs> So I like I listened just to the first album. And I was like, oh, "Yeah, it's pretty nice. good jazz." And you're like, no, no, go and click on
0: something else. It sounds like Nuclear War. and I'm like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then the music in this film doesn't sound like uh, his '50s jazz. It doesn't sound like Nuclear War. It sounds completely different yet again.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, like I said, it's not. This is not just. Well, it is a sequence of events, but it's a sequence of events that ties together reasonably well with a few notable um, um, outliers. But well, those I are actually, fun, actually. I sat down and just wrote my plot from memory. And
1: I checked Wikipedia and was like, yeah, I pretty much got it all. So.
0: There we go. Okay, let's rip on into that, yeah? Yeah.
1: We open on a fuck. <laughs> we open on a fuck. That's <laughs> the middle of the movie, dude. We open on an alien world in space where Sun Ra speculates that the black race can only be free from oppression by starting again on a new planet away from white folks and their history. We cut to a girls, girls, girls bar in the 1940s. A black hole opens or something causing chaos and pulling pasties from movies. <laughs> the hall empties, leaving only Sun Ra and the Overseer who sit down to play cards. They play with some kind of like tarot cards, I guess. In the 1970s, a crowd gathers to await the return of Sun Ra. His spaceship lands and he emerges. He sets about trying to recruit black people to join him on his quest to a new world, all while the overseer, who is also maybe a pimp or a gangster or something, tries to undermine him. Sun Ra's plan culminates in a concert to transport minds through music. Before he can perform, He is kidnapped by some sleazeballs from NASA who try to press him for details about his space technology. Luckily, some of his followers see the kidnapping and engage in a rescue. Ra plays his concert, defeats the Overseer, and subsequently many people join him aboard his craft and leave the Earth. Earth then explodes.
0: Ugh. I hit the record a touch too soon. Always two minutes late at Sun Ra. Yeah. like how it's like a recurring joke. <laughs>
1: yeah, he knows how to make an entrance.
0: Yeah. So we, ta- we talked about uh, Sun Ra, the musician, in our opening segment. Shall we talk about Sun Ra, the actor, for a bit?
1: <laughs> S- strong word, actor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is so charming about this movie is he doesn't even try to act at all. Nah. Also... I believe he wrote all his lines himself. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, so... (laughs) Well, the
1: film is basically just based on, uh, like... I mean, not TED Talks, it predates TED Talks, but, like, some seminars that he'd given prior to this film coming out.
0: Yeah, he wrote books, I mean, he had philosophy, interesting stuff. Um, It's worth... At least the public image that was thrown forward is uh, Sun Ra's orchestra, which is the name of his band. Mm. Um, They were were supposed to not imbibe in any substances while with Sun Ra. And Sun Ra apparently was, uh. He was not not tripping. <laughs> well, I mean, he was, but not, not from the, the wacky stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was tripping in the center of his mind uh, on other planes of the air.
1: No, no, no. This never comes across as that kind of trip.
0: Right. This is all. Well, the imagery certainly does. The the, the amount. The way this movie's made certainly does, but he's, you know, he's the actor in the movie, so. Right. Right,
1: <laughs> well, no, but I wouldn't. I mean, you've kind of. got more experience than me, but. <laughs> like, it all felt. Although there was like very surreal and weird imagery, it did actually have something to say. It wasn't just, here's some shit for no fucking reason.
0: Yeah. For the most part. If, if we remember, we we'll snap a picture, but we are recording this like, overlooking what basically looks like the first scene from the movie, <laughs> which is kind of cool, you know. Yeah, That's like from, the little
1: babbling brook. And, oh, yeah. I just saw a frog jump in.
0: There we go. So yeah, we're talking, you know, synchronicities there. Sunra having his own word with us, I guess, from the beyond. Or from Saturn. Yep. That's what he claimed. He cla- hey, uh, the, the man himself was uh, from Birmingham, Alabama, but he claimed he was from Saturn. So when he died in 1994, people were like, eh, he just went back to Saturn. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, the name was Record Label. But um, what did you... Okay, I've been familiar with Sun Ra and his philosophy and stuff for a fair amount of years. Where I-, I Enough where I probably can't distill it. So from this movie, what, what is the philosophy this movie's pushing exactly?
1: Uh, it seems to be that the sort of the racist part of America will always exist because it is part of their history and that to escape it you can only segregate which is pretty fucking depressing if that's like an accurate reading
0: of the situation. <laughs> well, this living in urban 70s, uh, urban, you know, like the low income parts of town was probably pretty depressing too, so. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I am not know, not necessarily me calling him out, but that <laughs> the philosophy does seem to be that like, as long as we continue living in this country, which does have, you know, the black population of America were brought over as slaves. Right. And that history is always going to be there and be part of it. And he'd be saying that as long as we stay here, they won't be equals.
0: And um, I guess, yeah, that's like Sun Rao was out to create sort of an identity for black people. That's, mm. I mean, he was doing it very hard, very on the cheap. I mean, that damn man never had much money, <laughs> but um, he was, you know, to his, like you said, brought over as slaves, so no, after a few generations, no one knows who they are anymore, right? Mm. So this son made an attempt to uh, create a new mythology, as he says. Because what, what do you say? Oh, uh, now African-American. Okay, from Africa. Well, Africa's named after the Roman general who conquered you know, those lands and, well, yeah, and also Africa's Christ.
1: a continent with yeah. a lot of countries full of many cultures
0: yeah, exactly that too uh, the general was oh, it was black too but he was coming in the name of Caesar so right. um, that has some problems well actually I think it was republic time still so maybe because it it's Carthage right, right.
2: So.
1: <laughs> well I mean yeah, people often forget like the Roman Empire was very multiracial and yeah, they yeah. deliberately kept the um, units mm. mixed up with many races so they wouldn't be fighting for their own homeland they'd be fighting for the empire
0: exactly at that time, the Republic, but yeah. <laughs> Carthage. But uh, on the plus side, uh, the name does come from a black man, but it's one that conquered it in the name of the Roman Republic. So it's right. a little fishy, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, and Sun Ra is taken from Egypt, right? Exactly, Ra, Egyptian culture. So that's North yeah. Africa. Well, Ra
0: is the sun god, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ra is the sun. I mean, he is distilling like that's the thing. Like it, you, it, you could laugh at this movie if you didn't think about this movie. Right. I mean. It has a high cheeseball entertainment factor.
1: And there are bits where it's trying to make you laugh, right? There's some gags and stuff in
0: there. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's not like dead serious. And Rob, he he presents himself deadpan, but in an almost entertaining way. Oh, it's very entertaining. (laughs) It's just,
1: he's just always just constantly spouting his, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) his philosophies. And he's just, he's... No matter what situation he's in, he's the exact same character. (laughs) When he's, like, tied to a chair, being bullied. (laughs) When he's, like, when he's playing
0: songs. Oh, oh, they make him listen to Dixie. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good gag, by the way. (laughs) And the guys come in and say, what are they making him listen to? (laughs) There are some actual pretty funny jokes in this movie. Well, both the times that the bad guy
1: um, makes his henchman wait outside while he has a (laughs) threesome. Oh, um, no, we don't. We don't see the sexy stuff. We just see him outside having a strop about. Him.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> those scenes were added in, and um, some scenes with, I guess, um, maybe one of the gutter scum guys. I think the guy that loses his shoes. Um, that was added in for the uncut version, mostly to to add some boobies, so they could play him in like theaters. Uh, you know, the, where people would go to see boobies. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you know, come for the boobies, stay for the um, Afro Egyptian. Um, Metaphysics.
1: Oh yeah, because you mentioned it, you could pretty much cut out all of the pimp stuff very easily.
0: Yeah, th- and which, this would
1: be like a PG movie.
0: Yeah, that was added in later <laughs> just for to actually show it to I, the more. I mean like, I haven't
1: checked this, but I bet like all the mentions of like N words and F words are in those scenes.
0: That may be the case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd have to go back to check. But. I did love
1: when he goes into the hospital and just revives him by giving him a high five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so Sunrise band, of course, is his touring band um, mm. and some of those horn players, man, those guys are legends. I mean, so they get a little bit of acting to do, basically like, who's Ra? Is Ra here yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, do they go and rescue him? No, th- those, 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 no are those, are, those are actors. Those are not members ah, okay. of his band. His band are the dudes, like, decked out. Okay, you know, in the,
1: at the concert waiting for him.
0: Yeah, so okay. um, I don't want to get, I guess... There's a thin line between design and talking about characters in this movie, so I I still want to delve through a little bit of what we're actually seeing on film here. Um, Someone else that comes to mind is uh, Gil Scott Heron. He didn't make a movie, but do you know Gil Scott Heron? No, I didn't know that. You've heard uh, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Gil Scott Heron. Okay. Uh, that pile of CDs that were in the car that you, I put in your seat as like a prick. Um, <laughs> one of those actually was a Gil Scott Heron collection, so we'll get, we'll oh, get rocking get a bit, a bit of that yeah. in the car. Because that, that is another side of this sort of coin. Now, he was more of the revolutionary, right? He didn't have all the weird metaphysical stuff. Uh, he's mm. just, you know, doing some beatnik poetry. He's, he's the godfather of rap, basically, because he just... He Sometimes he'd sing, and sometimes he'd, well, sometimes he'd rap.
1: <laughs> well, that's actually,
0: um, you bring it up, because
1: I said earlier that Sun Ra's philosophy was, like, separating themselves. But it's not, because he says that the way he's going to transport them is through music. Mm. So, like, he's not actually talking about, like, no, we need to just, every single black man move out of the U.S. and start our own country. But it, culturally, we need to move out of this Right Mindset that we're in well, that's Which why is why he's creating Like yeah, you said Creating this black Craig
0: culture Craig is a new black culture So you know And the, putting it in Like a fun Low budget Sci-fi wrapping. Yeah so with- the, the space The space stuff Is all
1: just this metaphor For creating a new Mental planet
0: Mm now, the real character of Sun-Ra in this is, of course, never in his deadpan face. It's the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am very... There's a fair... It, like, uh, like we said, it's not just a bunch of musical segments. There are a few notable musical segments. Um, impressions. That they, well, yeah, because they're basically like montages, right? Yeah,
1: yeah it's like... Well, it's just, they, uh, uh, one of them has legit been stuck in my head since I watched the film. Which it's one like, is that? like... Um, Earth is boring, same old, same thing. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, space one. employment agency.
0: I think space and the place like, isn't even in this. Oh, I have to tell you a story about space and the place. You mentioned it in your notes. I huh. did, I, yeah, I just remembered, so now's the time. Um, about, is that a segment break in time? Nah, we're fine. Oh, okay. Um, about oh, 15 years ago, wow, how time flies, more than that. I worked at the whale camp in Canada. It's this little island called Gramanan Island. And, um, we'd take kids on boats and look for whales, we'd teach them, all of that stuff. But, um, the one side of the island's pretty flat, like, mm. rocky beaches. I don't think we had so many the, uh, like, real beaches, but... And then it, the whole one would, like, move up like a wedge to a, oh, okay. a cliff. So, our main camp, you know, we get the new kids, and, um... We'd actually blindfold them and have them sit in a van. Mm-hmm. And then, this is what we were told to do, right? We'd just go and... So, okay, be very careful, you know, trust us. We'd sit them on the fucking edge of the ledge and then take the blindfold off. Jesus. <laughs> Just to, oh my God, look at that vision, right? I, I, no one ever got hurt, fortunately. But uh, anyway, the part that they didn't ask me to do is in that van on the way there, about a 20-minute drive, I'd play like um, the 20-minute version of Space is the Place at like top volume. <laughs> <laughs> Space is the place, yeah, 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 Space is the place. <laughs>
1: But well, this is when you were working
0: for MKUltra. <laughs> yeah, well, now that I think about it, uh, I was basically pulling MK. But, you know, excuse me, you know what? I was doing MK Ultra in the name of Sun Ra. <laughs> yeah,
1: you were reverse MKUltra in these Exactly.
0: Kids. So, I've actually, holy crap, I have, like, pushed this, not the Afrocentric part so much, but the metaphysical side, I've I probably pushed on quite a few. <laughs> That's the hermetic thing, I guess. Put people in stress, make them think they're dead, and then show them the reality. Now, that truly you, you is. You were, like... You were, like, a
1: short ferry ride away from working on Epstein's Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took him to see whales. <laughs> I told you my whale story, right? Uh, my friend's sh- older sister. Let's do it. She went out on, like, a little dinghy whale watching and a whale jumped on her. I don't know if you, you mentioned could, You can find it on YouTube. Like, oh, right. Yeah, she was on, like, the news. Yeah, because the fucking whale was... <laughs> <laughs> on a fucking boat and okay. I, I think she was I mean I, I think she was uh, a bit but she was fine like she was yeah, able yeah. to do interviews after and stuff Yeah, that's but like the- I um, hadn't seen this friend for a little while he'd gone to uni I was working at a supermarket and his mum comes and says, like, oh hey look how you doing I was like yeah that's good that's family she's like have you heard about Charlotte I'm like no oh a whale jumped on her <laughs> excuse
0: me <laughs> yeah that, that same summer um First, dolphins are assholes. We were on like a little schooner, right? Yeah, yeah. And the dolphin just jumped in my face and terrified me, right? <laughs> oh, famously assholes, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, not the same. That same trip, a, a whale breached um, by the boat, which is awesome. And then, and then it sneezed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was sick the next day. <laughs> I think I got. Did he I get trans- a cold? You transmuted the whale flu to humans. Yeah, did I get the cold for Patience a whale? Zero. I don't know. Patient Zero, the whale flu, man. <laughs> I imagine we might get into more of the weird not, I i do not want to say weird philosophy, I want to see awesome philosophy of this movie. It's, it's just intrinsic of the movie. But let us let us speak a little more, more a little bit more about the actual design of the movie. That's a cool spaceship. It is. I, his moog room, holy god I want that. Yeah. I have a Moog. Huh? Yeah. That thing he's playing? That's yeah. what I got, man. <laughs> He has, like, five other awesome scents too, and organs and stuff, but... The opening shot
1: of the movie, where it's just the spaceship flying towards Earth, and you can just see it from, like, this weird angle behind, it's just like a golden turd. <laughs> yeah, it does. When you properly get to see it, it's sick. <laughs> like, eyes on the
0: back of some fangs or something. I guess it's, like, the TARDIS. It must be bigger on the inside. Oh, yeah, if he takes... Because they got room for an entire big band. Yeah. A wild, you know, free jazz big band, by the way. He, Sunrod <laughs> big band in the 50s, at uh, this time, it's just, like... Wild Congos, Whale and Horns and uh, let, let's uh, let's call out June um uh Taylor who's the the singer. Right. Yeah, yeah she's good. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. <laughs> Especially when she's doing the Galaxy Quest thing and just uh, repeating oh, everything. Really. Yeah. I mean it's fantastic, don't get me wrong. It's just during that scene it just made me think of um you know, some Afrofusion jazz with uh Sigourney Weaver and Galaxy Quest. <laughs> 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 um yeah. I
1: I love that he just goes around the whole film in, like, a little a, a pharaoh outfit. Yeah. A big helmet and shit.
0: Yeah, Did the, he just wear that
1: all the time during his career as sunra? Pretty much. Nice.
0: <laughs> no, you go back. to In the 50s, you, the first one you played, you're like, eh, it's in like, just like jazz, right? Right. His, they, they had not quite gotten to the bling level that the 70s allowed, mm. but they were still looking pretty weird. He was still coming out with, you know, sun symbols and strange headdresses oh, and stuff.
1: The start of the movie, when he's playing the piano in the jazz bar, like, he, so Sean Ra was actively making music between, like, the 40s and the 70s, the 80s. Yeah, he started out, that was his job. Yeah, I think I, he played, mentioned in Wikipedia that he did start out playing piano under the name Sonny Ray or something.
0: And right? one of the reasons I love that scene so much is when it starts out, he's just playing boogie-woogie jazz, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I stopped for a second, but he subtly and slowly goes to complete insanity. <laughs> so by the end, it's just, yeah. I, I enjoyed
1: the... So he's there just as, like, the piano man. And then the overseer comes in as like the big money player. He's like, ah, oh, what do you think of the piano player? Shit, get him out of here! <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the, the tarot and the Egyptian stuff and I kind of, the way I look at this movie is, um, when we did The Matrix, we talk the Gnosticism, the Hermetic stuff. Egyptian religion, we can go straight in where um, Set is sort of the force of evil and, mm. and Ra is the sun, right? Um, that's weird, uh, there was one Akhenaten, I might be saying the name wrong it was it was um Tutankhamen's father, right. he completely changed Egyptian religion just while he was the Pharaoh. I think it might have stuck around for Tutankhamun, but as we know, Tutankhamun died very young. I think that was the hardcore Rara religion. It's like okay, the uh, rest of all this Egyptians let's just focus on this one thing, so it, it just and I, I don't know I mean. I think Sun Ra himself was probably pretty well versed in this stuff. So I, I, I imagine the overseer in Sunrise is sort of one of these Egyptian religion or just mythology or. Yeah. Myth takes on such a more powerful word with Sun Ra. Yeah. But Sun Ra wants myth to be a real thing. Oh, well, yeah, he is a myth. Yeah, exactly. He is a myth. <laughs> I'm the myth talking to you. Yeah. That's why it's like perfectly fine to be like, yeah, I just went back to Saturn, people. <laughs> yep. That's, that's the end of his story. It's not, you know, Sonny Blount died in um, 1994. It's Sunra Ra went back to Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, the point of his
1: whole philosophy is that it's all in the mind. Yeah. He wanted to change. Yeah, so who cares if there is a body there that is... This guy, man, like you say, son Ryan back
0: to When I was watching a movie that I, that his alien landscape, one, I was like, man, I think I've actually like been there in a dream before. <laughs> that's what, why, in a very, a very profound dream I had in the past, and that's why looking down, I'm like that looks like it too, man. That's just, I mean, I guess it's just nature, but
1: well, yeah, that is like what we're looking at right now. That is just like the image of like you know, the para- paradise little. Utopia, right? Just like a little Babylon. A little, little more stream. summer leaves
0: would be nice, but we are almost uh, two kilometers in altitude at the moment. So. Yeah, 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 it's not <laughs> quite as green as you'd like. It but. will be in two months. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll put a I'll put a Bit photo down on Facebook right? <laughs> if anyone wants to see that. Um, his oh, uh, I, I I'll keep bringing up his mog room. I, God, that was so cool. I want to make all my music there. I get to make music in a tatami room, right? Mm. I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> so um, once I record, I had. A very similar Sun Ra's in front of me, like an 80 synthesizer, and then it was in the tatami room, so I, I can't complain. I, I got, I have it almost as good as Sun Ra got it here, so. <laughs> but it was cool. Um, let's see the band, the horns, all that stuff. Oh, oh, this isn't quite designed, but I gotta bring it up before I forget. Uh, the community center. But they just went to community center and started filming. That's pretty cool then, because. They start to come around to what Sun Ra say. I mean there's the two extra actors I believe that were kind right. of facilitating, but yeah, Sun Ra just walked into a community center looking like that and saying stuff. Yep. And their reactions are quite authentic.
1: You yeah. Know. They okay. start off like, okay, who are you? What are you talking about? And they're like, hey, yeah, he's making
0: some interesting points. Oh, my brother the wind's coming through again. My brother the wind. Sorry, that's a Sun Ra song and album. Okay. There's actually my brother wind volumes one and two. <laughs> It's oh, you know, a lot of wind. Yeah, just so I call in while it was gusting through. So yeah, that's one of the best scenes in the movie though, because it's like so authentically weird. Yes. Um the outer space employment agency is fantastic with that little office he has for it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And there's like the the one like ex-NASA guy who comes in, he's like, but you know, I got a family, and I got seven kids, he's like, oh we're not gonna be paying you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, he wouldn't open up his mind, man. It was the the guy that did nothing that was gonna get paid nothing yeah, for yeah. doing nothing. Yep. <laughs> this this script, this is the more of it. You're like, wow, actually, these are pretty well written lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Yeah, like I said, like I. I
1: you know, sat down and watched this film all in one go and enjoyed the ride. This is actually a good film. It's like get, it's not what I was expecting from the way you'd sold it to me.
0: It's like getting one of the best rides of your life in a Yugo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's Yugo, you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, they go on stage with that stuff all the time, you know. They go, they go tour in Egypt and stuff, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's around, I, I think it's around the time Pink Floyd went to a concert in front of the pyramids. That, that, that's him. Nice. Oh, and they did the uh, the ultimate social distancing concert. This is one I I I, I can yeah. If, if we do one, just the weird thing that you are going to be like, this is just music of flink flink Floyd's, big <laughs> <laughs> Floyd's concert at Pompeii. <laughs> I like somehow
1: you added an L to both words. <laughs> flink
0: Floyd. Uh, anyway, yeah, they're, they're live in uh, Pompeii, which, of course, is a dead city, right? Mm. Uh, so they're playing in the Coliseum, just, like, standing, like, probably five meters from each other just in, with no audience, just the sound crew. It's a pretty—and they, they put in, like, kind of surrealist clips, and we we got to do that sometime. Uh, that that one does not have a plot at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: hello, I'm uh, Flink Ploy. I'm
0: here to, uh, <laughs> just to check your health and safety. Flink <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, um— Oh yeah, the world explodes at the end. Did they just smash an apple? It, it yeah, it had like look kind of like
1: the earth and it had like a red core and stuff. It was actually a pretty decent. No,
0: animal. I love the shy. It looks <laughs> like my thought
1: was warm now. Oh okay, yeah. Because you got like the crust and then like the red in it. Yeah, no. Um and you just know. got that one chunk of it just spinning at the end. It
0: was <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Well that's just my case for I so I, I might, I rag on dodgy CGI a lot. people are like, well, are you know, what well, do you want, real crap effects? Yes, I want these <laughs> effects. I love these effects. <laughs> yep. You know, this is just, this is imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: imagination. well, the one thing I really miss with modern effect is you never have that, how did they do that? <laughs> thought anymore but you know how they did it they sat in an empty green room and then someone drew on a computer (laughs) (laughs) it was like we don't know what that was was that what and then was it paper mache what the fuck was it
0: (laughs) and it's just uh you know the the, we meet the ultimate villain the ultimate evil he's a pile of pulsing brown goo (laughs) that's most movies now yeah oh sorry i'm here's a hardcore tangent so okay and honestly i need you to confirm this for me the schneider cut of Justice League is a real thing.
1: Yeah, it's coming to HBO Max next year. Okay. I actually had
0: to ask someone to, because um, there was an honest trailer for it a month ago, and I thought, oh, that's a good April Fool's. That's funny, right? They yeah. did, and, then, and then today, someone posted, like, HBO Max thing and uh, oh, you know, this, this is just going to be more disappointing, whatever, I don't, what they said. But I'm like, wait a minute. Does this mean this wasn't actually a joke? It, right, so... Because <laughs> obviously, Snyder left pretty
1: late in development, and Joss Whedon finished the film. And then all the DC nerds are like, give us the Snyder Cut, give us the Snyder Cut. Then it became a joke to say that, right? It's like yeah. saying Bush did 9-11 or something. Yeah. Except we, we did accept except at this case, we didn't think it was true.
0: Bush wasn't smart enough for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cheney, I don't know, but Bush wasn't smart enough for that. <laughs> Sorry, go we ahead. He wants you to think.
1: But then, yeah, like, some reason HBO were willing to put up the money and actually get Snyder to come back and, like, fit, I guess... I don't know if he's shooting anything actually or just editing it how he'd imagine it.
0: Maybe that, because he didn't, I mean, he didn't finish shooting, right? I don't think so, right. Not by any means, but uh, I think.
1: Maybe he'd finish like principal, but all of the reshoots I think were.
0: And then they reshot some of the stuff he shot too.
1: Anyway, of course. If if all it does is cut out Henry Cavill's weird CG mouth, I'll be happy. Just let Superman have a tash. It'll
0: (laughs) it'll probably make Batman more (laughs) killy.
1: Yeah. No, you don't understand. He just, he does these things which happened to result in the bad guys dying but he didn't kill them directly cuz so the funny.
0: bullet killed him it's not the guns that batman doesn't use but except he does here sorry that's we're talking about somewhere are we yeah <laughs> well that this movie's more real than the DCU or the MCU cuz it actually has real thoughts to ponder
1: <laughs> this film better than black panther for the
0: For starting a conversation about identity, probably. Yeah. (laughs) For starting a conversation about if you do feel that, you know, your lot in life's not the best place, this is going to actually give you better thoughts to thunk than Black Panther probably will. Maybe. Black Panther's fine, but I'm just, you know, that's, that's popcorn philosophy. This is like actual, like... I mean, totally off the wall thinking, but off the wall thinking that sticks to its own weird logic and uh, does lead to some interesting insights that uh, Black Panther's not going to give you. Nope. You know, live the. Au- Black Panther will never take you to the alter destiny, man. It is probably worth,
1: like on High Life, bringing up at this point. Me and Matt are not necessarily the people best equipped to actually extrapolate this film or give you the best takes on it, but, you know, we. I think we're both pretty progressive and have a lot of thoughts about it. And but I, yeah, it is worth pointing out that with, like, a 40-year-old and 30-year-old white guy sat in Japan recording this podcast.
0: And I... I, 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 I... Okay, I, I, I'm a white dude, right? I, can I claim a few? Like, I mean, I've been listening, I've been familiar with Sun Ra and his philosophy for 20 years. My band in university was named Rocket Number Nine after a Sun Ra song. <laughs> so I play. I had a band for five oh, years. Yeah. Named I'm after not Sun saying Ra song. you're not allowed oh, no, to no, talk no, about no, Sun Ra. No, no, I know there are people that would. I, I actually did uh, throw out a few, way too late, but I actually did throw out an invite or two for guests on this one. But um, where that. Would have
1: added but If I'd known in advance that it was like a film worth taking seriously, <laughs> I probably would have pushed harder, like let's try and get a person of colour on this podcast. But
0: Okay, I did <laughs> I did make an attempt, but um we had already kind of decided to do it today and yeah uh, I didn't give enough time, I guess so. Oops. Um please do comment in though if you'd like to share your two cents. Um whoever you are. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you want to say. <laughs> but um no Tell us we're wrong, tell us we're right. Just let us know someone out there well, listens to this. we're treading on, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't. Know, I guess I'm middle, lower middle class. That's what I am. But I'm not. I, I can I'm not lower class. I'm. You know. I can. I'm, I get the white privilege thing because I'm white, right? So I certainly. I can't talk about the socio-economic things here so much, which is why I kind of keep plugging on into his actual philosophy. Because yeah, right. I mean, there's there's obviously the um, you know black, um, identity aspect to it which is not necessarily speaking to me, but, you know, it's the ways of thinking in different ways, making your own culture. I mean, that's the way I live, and that's the way he lived. You make your own culture. That's part of what we're doing here, you know? We're making our own culture with our weird little sci-fi sanctuary. (laughs) You know, if me and
1: Matt were real douchebags, we'd have started this by giving you the speech of, like, so, you know, because we're white guys who live in Japan, actually, we understand racism now. (laughs) Japan!
0: (laughs) That never even crossed my mind. Good for me. Okay. <laughs> well, I, me too, but
1: I have heard people try
0: and bring that up. It's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> well, on the walk here, I did bring up the point that we're getting slightly stranger stares because foreigners currently cannot enter Japan. So when people see foreigners at the moment, they're like, whoa, you're here? <laughs> you yeah, have been here for three years, buddy. I never left. <laughs> so you've been here for like 13, right? And we, I mentioned we're in a weird situation now where if we leave, we cannot come back for the time being, mm. even if you get a wife and child like I do in my case. <laughs> so... Um, not that I have any interest in leaving anyway, but... <laughs> no, well,
1: I did actually have plans to visit the UK this year, but it is not happening. <laughs>
0: no, no, they got, I think they're still going to be going, like, two-week quarantine for any direction at that point, so... On the plus side, you will not be missing any weeks of Lucimat's sci-fi sanctuary. See, it did work better saying it with your name first. We uh, never... Uh, that's an ongoing I
1: thing. I think the main reason I want to call it Matt and Luke is because my other one is called Luke Loves Pokemon. Oh, that makes sense. And if I just had two podcasts which names start with Luke, it would look really obnoxious.
0: There, now you know the behind the scenes.
1: <laughs> I think mean, that was subconscious. Yeah. But just in my head, just Matt and Luke's like place entry rolls off the
0: tongue. Well, again, this Luke movie is, This movie speaks to the subconscious and Black Panther does not. Right. How's
1: that? I think that's true. I mean, I do like Black Panther.
0: Oh, I do too, but <laughs> this one makes me think more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that one made me feel. This is a sci-fi sanctuary, our genre is shy, sci-fi. I can't talk today. This is like the only time I've ever been like hardcore sober for a recording session too. There you go. <laughs> Told you everything you need to know about that. <laughs> um, it's a sci-fi sanctuary, son. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, this, I found the grail. <laughs> this is a sci-fi, but it's also black exploitation. Which is a genre of movie I love. Another reason I love this movie, um, and black exploitation movies are typically not so good about women. Yes. Um, Pam Greer, Coffee, Foxy Brown. That's cool. There are there. She almost makes up for it. If you watch, if you feel bad about how um, women are ex- uh, shown in black exploitation, including this one, just go watch Coffee. You'll be good. <laughs> okay, sorry. But black exploitation is, um, you know. Like, black money, making black movies without censorship. Uh, I think this is one of the few sci-fi ones. Mm. Uh, When you're on no budget, doing a sci-fi isn't always the best idea. It is here, though.
1: (laughs) Well, because most of the... Like, there's only, like, two or three shots of very sci-fi stuff happening, and then it's all just discussions of the philosophy, right?
0: It's so tricked out, though. It keeps counting as sci-fi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, some of the best sci-fi, you barely see, like, any stuff going on, right? Right. But, like, yeah, you just have the spaceship land, spaceship takes off. That's about it. A couple scenes around the spaceship, but, yeah, for the most part... Earth
0: blows up, glowing, those, that orb stuff in his garden. Oh, see... Uh, I told you I've been there, I've been there in my dream man. In my dream that it was actually just amorphous floating blobs. Okay. And sunrise garden is actually like like lawn ornaments but yeah, it's like some sort of like squid thing. <laughs> and I should note that this dream and me it was nowhere near a screening of this movie. So it's okay. just, so when Was I... it after you'd seen the movie then? It was after I'd seen the movie. Okay. So that connection could be there but So somehow it's in your subconscious. It was I I, it's ha- I think now it might be the first time since I dreamed like, "Wait, wait, I feel like I've been here, man." So, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um some other So you don't, you're not familiar with this genre, I believe. I've watched like Shaft. Shaft is the best known, but it's like it's not the th- best not by really.
1: any. Um, I, I feel like I've watched one or two others, but yeah, I'm not overly familiar.
0: The old Shaft. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, I've watched a new one as well, but yeah, the old Shaft. Is-
0: I will support that one probably being the best black exploitation theme song, except for um, no Superfly. Hmm. Yeah, because that's Curtis Mayfield. I have to give Curtis I feel props. Like-
1: I've only seen sort of post exploitation,
0: sort of... Like Black Dynamite. Yeah, that sort okay. of thing. Black Dynamite, that's the second best known, I'd say. Shaft isn't really that good a movie. I mean, yeah. Richard Roundtree's great, but it's not that great a movie. Uh, Black Dynamite, I-, I brought that up when to did Galaxy Quest. For right. me, that is the... Satire that also simply becomes one of that genre. Right. It's good enough that I will call that a black exploitation. But if you do watch this one and you want kind of this funky vibe, uh, if you want your black exploitation comedy, Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore. I think they just. I think Eddie Murphy just did a biopic, which I haven't seen because I just like Dolomite movies, man. Yeah, I've I've heard of them. I've not seen them. Okay, that's a good one. Um, There's Isaac Hayes and Chuck Turner because Isaac Hayes did the Shaft theme, so they're like, oh, he should star in one, and he can act, but Chuck Turner's fantastic. (laughs) Um, and uh, there's another one at on the tip of my brain. Oh, black, um, exploitation horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackula. Blackula. That's yeah. the one I'm aware of. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I think there's a Blackenstein too, but uh, yeah, Blackula. Oh, yeah, that's uh, I, I have to shout Blackula a few times because of recurring guest Andrew will be angry if I don't go, Blackula. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving along, but yeah, this 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 movie. Is sci-fi, but I'd say it's it's a pretty sci- it's not a well-known um, example of black exploitation, but I'd say this is one of the better ones I've seen. So when I hear black
1: exploitation, obviously it's got the word exploitation in it, but this film doesn't feel like like who's being exploited?
0: They're trying to. Ex- I think it's you know like it was you get like Sydney Poitier in like a lead role in the '60s. and That's it. You know, Nichelle Nichols was on Star Trek. She didn't get to say much, but at least she was there. Oh well,
1: yeah, she like. Famously, Martin Luther King begged her to stay on the show. Right? Exactly.
0: So the idea is Hollywood is just like not really using black people; okay. they're just exploiting them. So black exploitation. We're going to exploit ourselves. Right? Okay. Okay. So it is. It is supposed I'd, to be I'd, I'd an empowerment thing. I if
1: the, the term had come about because it was like white producers saying, "Oh, let's make a film with a black cop because it's
0: sexy," or whatever. But no, that's not the case. No, they're like we're tired. Okay. Of, yeah. Like, t- we of being exploited. So we're gonna do oh, it. Our own our, own if we're gonna be yeah, exploited. Yeah. We're gonna do it ourselves. Yeah, I mean, of course, take
1: back the means of production. Hmm. I said, yeah. Of course, take back the means of production. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I, I, I mean, the movement really only takes up the first half of the 70s, so I guess they got re-exploited somewhere down the line. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got a guy in a suit with a wad of cash in his uh, hand. I mean, let's face it, for anyone, it's kind of hard to say no. <laughs> Especially if it seems like an artistic pursuit, like, we want you to know, make this movie, and then, you know, whatever you were trying to do in the first place just gets um, ground down until you're making a uh, Black Panther.
1: The interesting point I've heard people bring up a lot recently is that sort of the left, the progressive, has won the culture war. But it hasn't changed the world. So, like, gay marriage, black people, interracial marriage, all of that stuff, fine, it's accepted. But old white right-wing guys are still actually running the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're getting worse at it. Something yeah. to think about, um, you know, like, back in the day of your Cheney and Rumsfeld, especially Kissinger, man, those guys are evil. They knew what they were doing. You yeah. know, the... the, the Power established you know, well, and now has trouble pulling the wool over your eyes. It used
1: to be that you could only, <laughs> these evil guys could only get elected if they, you know, kept it under wraps. But now you can say the quiet part loud and still get elected. I'm p- so there's nothing stopping an imbecile being president. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure America was, quote, supposed to go to war with Iran last year. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no yeah. one bought that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> because. People are, you know, they're a little smarter to it, I hope. We'll see. But <laughs> well, and, um, it's after the end of the world, man. Don't you know that yet?
1: Whereas <laughs> <laughs> in the UK, like, the, the trick is that you play the bumbling idiot so that no one can take it seriously when you do something horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Bojo's whole shtick.
0: By the way, the seven Sunrock albums I sent your way is probably like 10% of the Sunrock. Yeah, yeah, album. yeah. I got that impression <laughs> of what you were saying. It is some of his better albums, so. though. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you want to get into music, um, uh, if you want to hear Insanity Jazz, Atlantis, if you want to hear Big Band, Interstellar, Low Ways, if you want to hear Crazy Rap, not real rapping, but Nuclear War is a good one. And, I uh, enjoyed Nuclear War. And Space is the Place, the album, not the soundtrack is probably my one of my favorites. So just to throw if you do want to hear this man's music, uh, I support it and there are a few album titles you might look for. <laughs> The orchestra is still running, by the way. It was a few years ago, like after he went back to Saturn in nineteen ninety-four. The um, some of those guys that already looked kind of old in the seventies did keep it going for at least ten or twenty years after. And uh, there might be some youngins keeping it going now. I don't know. So I hope so. Yeah, I, 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 I know that the orchestra is still running around at least five years ago. and I uh, Well, no one's playing during the pandemic time, but uh, I do hope in other times they are still uh, running.
1: Wait, maybe if you can't physically go to a concert, you can spell, transportate yourself there with music.
0: Yeah, I love that music just literally transports them into like some surreal plastic thing at the end <laughs> that goes through the Moog room. <laughs> Use that set, man.
1: We can do isotope teleportation or molecular teleportation, or maybe I'll just transport you there with music. Yeah! I love it.
0: year 2040 this is on tv and then black panther is on tv which one held up better
1: Neither of them holds up because racism's finished now man
0: all right barack
1: obama was president and now racism doesn't exist
0: (laughs) yeah i'm sorry while i was still doing gruff voice i meant to say humanity somehow did not eat itself in that (laughs) year but uh i I see why you don't want to go on too long rants in that voice now yeah
1: it's fucking (laughs) difficult (laughs) but christian bale man i got a lot of props for that guy (laughs) 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 <laughs> in 20 years he even so. does it when Catwoman's not there and no one's listening
0: what do you in 2040 I mean yeah just looking I, down the line which one does hold up I better? do right so what you
1: were saying I think is the thing with Black Panther their solution so to speak is oh there's this African nation full of super science that can help right <laughs> whereas the whole point of this film is that the solution actually is just a mental change it's spiritual it's changing the culture right it's similar it's to, this is pretty uh, crass, but when we talked about Star Wars, Episode 8 and Episode 9, Episode 9 ended with, and the problem is solved. Because episode 8 ended with, go out and solve the problem, right? <laughs> and I feel like at the end of Black Panther, like, you know, Killmonger had, Killmonger did actually have point, right? Which is what you were saying. Yeah. But it's like, oh, no, no, he's been defeated and now we're going to solve it <laughs> the polite, sensible way. <laughs> So don't worry. Whereas this film ends with like, yeah, the solution is changing your mind. It's changing your, well, it's music and transporting yourself that way. So change your, how you're thinking.
0: And we've said there are good jokes in this movie. The world blowing up at the end is the best joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, it's not to be taken particularly seriously. The seriousness was before that where people began to reclaim their power. Yeah. So why I blow up the earth? Why not? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's almost like Cliche that that would be like the dumbest possible ending you could have in that movie. How,
1: how long was there between Beneath the Planet of the Apes and this film? About two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. feel like this was in their minds when
0: they. <laughs> I hope. So. That, was, that was kind of a joke, too, I think. I mean, I think the filmmakers actually consider that. A- no, because No, because that ends with like a, a like little. Like voiceover
1: that's trying to make it sound super serious. <laughs> no, I, I,
0: I, we'll talk about that film in great detail at some point, but I do remember hearing that the, Charlton Heston's in it a little bit, right? Mm. He would not come back. He was like, he basically said, I'll come back if you end the world. It's <laughs> so like, we're ending the world, dude. Come on back. <laughs> I think he even does. Does he do the voiceover? He, he might the, do that bit I at think, the end Yeah. It. It's like, sit down. You, you, you made this happen. Now you. You do the voiceover. Anyway, I do. I, I'm glad. I, like somewhere in the galaxy, a tiny little light goes out. Yeah. <laughs> they should have brought him back to do this too, especially him being Charlton Heston. God damn.
1: <laughs> <pro>. <laughs> he could have played those massive fuckers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like twin Charlton Hestons. Oh, um, this movie does work now unintentionally because, man, he, he feels like Agent Smith. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they were like... You mentioned in your notes that black exploitation films are good at this, but oh, I really fucking hated those bad guys.
0: Oh, black exploitation.
1: Think like, about it. Like these two fucking Dweebuses who come into a brothel, can't get it up, and then beat up the <laughs> woman. <laughs> then they, like, try and kidnap this black scientist so that they can steal his tech. I feel like they should have gotten more and Yeah, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they were on an
1: exploding world. <laughs> That's true. I, 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 oh, yeah, I forgot. They did. They got exploded. <laughs> no, I still agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, got... I wanted to see them personally get pummeled, but, you know. He's not that kind of hero, so I'm not right.
0: Dolomite also has some fantastic. And and that's why Black Dynamite has such good well, even Whitey bastards. You say it's
1: not the best film, but like um the Samuel Jackson Shaft. Is Christian Bale actually is the bad guy in that one?
0: I like, yeah, he's so, a real
1: piece of shit, and then you want to see Shaft. Was, well up. that works. <laughs> no, I haven't-
0: I, I was actually saying the original shaft isn't actually that great. Oh, okay. I haven't even seen Samuel Jackson Shaft. They did one a couple years back.
1: They made it's three generations of shaft.
0: Yeah, and, the, and that was a sequel because they, I think they did Shaft. But yeah, the goes Samuel Africa. Jackson
1: one, he is actually like the nephew
0: of the original shaft. Oh, the original okay. shaft is in it. Okay, sorry, I've only seen the original shaft because, okay. because I think it's an overrated um Yeah, but well, I just like Samuel J. and everything. Superfly is also overrated. The movie, the soundtrack is the bomb, but the movie itself isn't that great. So um yeah, I, I already went through my list of black exploitation that I would recommend on my own anyway. Um so, this film, it lives outside of time. It lives on other planes of the air. So, I've said that four times during this podcast because that's one of my other favorite center albums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I do think this film holds up very well.
1: Okay. It, as, not only has it like, got interesting philosophies, it is just watchable and entertaining.
0: Yeah.
1: And didn't know if welcome. It's like an hour and 20 minutes.
0: Mm. So if you haven't seen your listeners have a, have a look it's worth it it's a... all available on YouTube so. oh yeah you can watch a real nice cut of it on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> so you have no excuse not to watch it um, but if uh, people do want to get in touch with us especially if you are Sun Ra from Saturn or a member of his band uh, you can get us at
1: we're on Twitter at MLSFS pod we're also on Facebook just search for Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary and you know leave an iTunes review give us five stars all of that shit
0: Luke loves PKMN Yes. I Twitter at LucasPKMN.
1: Right. Um, go to that podcast, find my episode on Jinx. Because I knew in advance that that one was going to be racially touchy and actually did get um, a person of color on who also, she is, I believe, doing a PhD or maybe just a master's in uh, Afrofuturism.
0: Yeah, or get back to us next week, too. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be Detective Pikachu, so we... We'll have a special guest, which is Luke.
1: And I'm assuming that your music this week is going to sort of lean into some, some Ra vibes. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, if you want to hear more of Matt's music, as well as Mr. Sun Ra's, then you can go to rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com.
0: I have heart fires, man. I can't, I, if I put music, it's like I'm comparing myself to Ra's music, man. But, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put something groovy there. I'm pretty sure Matt's from Sam, too. <laughs> I'm just thinking if that's where I want to be from or not. Orc. How about Orc? That's Orc? from work. Okay. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams.
1: <laughs> I, a, I just assumed you would name a real planet.
0: Work's <laughs> a real planet in my mind, man. Just like Sunrise Planet. Okay. <laughs> Sunrise Ra, Sun Ra doesn't mean Saturn, that thing up in the sky. Sunrise means his Saturn. Okay. I mean, it's got trees and stuff on it, you know. Well, yeah, it's Saturn's a freaking gas giant. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> anyway, um, you can. I don't know. What, what, we're working
1: out new end phrases. I think you should listen to some music right now and transportate yourself out of our sci-fi sanctuary.